أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم إن هذا القرآن يهدي للتي هي أقوم ويبشر المؤمنين الذين يعملون الصالحات أن لهم أجرا كبيرا وأن الذين لا يؤمنون بالآخرة أعتدنا لهم عذابا أليما ويدعو الإنسان بالشر دعاءه بالخير وكان الإنسان عجولا وجعلنا الليل والنهار آيتين فمحونا آية الليل وجعلنا آية النهار مبصرة لتبتغوا فضلا من ربكم ولتعلموا عدد السنين ولتعلموا عدد السنين والحساب وكل شيء فصلناه تفصيلا صدق الله العظيم وصدق رسوله الكريم ونحن على ما قال ربنا وخالقنا من الشاهدين آيتنا التي سأتحدث حولها والتي أستلهم منها في موضوعنا كيف تجعل القرآن ملجأ لك في وقت الابتلاء هي قوله تعالى إن هذا القرآن يهدي للتي هي أقوم ويبشر المؤمنين والحق أن الإنسان عندما يتعرض للمصائب أو حتى لبعض من المرض والتعب يحتاج أمرين الأمر الأول لعلاج والأمر الثاني لنقاها بعد هذا العلاج وهذه الآية تحتوي على كلا الأمرين أما العلاج فهو في قوله تعالى إن هذا القرآن يهدي يهدي هي العلاج للتي هي أقوم ويبشر المؤمنين الذين يعملون الصالحات ويبشر هي النقاها التي ينبغي على كل إنسان أن يحظى بها بعد أن يهديه الله سبحانه وتعالى إلى قرآنه So our topic is about the Quran How could we take the Quran as refuge as haven in stressfulness or during the tough time, during the sickness time. So basically, this ayah where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned in Surah Al-Isra, indeed, this Quran guides to that which is suitable or most suitable or the best, basically. Aqwam means the best in everything. And gives the glad tidings to the believers. So when it comes to that sickness or illness or uh, toughness or whatever, you need two things. You need a treatment. Second, you need recovery time. After that treatment, you need, you know, uh, like a glad tiding. You need to talk about nothing but hope that treatment will work perfectly. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and this I included two things. Yahdi, which is guides. This is the treatment that we are looking for as Muslims to get the treatment of the Quran or from the Quran. And also, gives the glad tidings. This is what we are looking for after we get the treatment of the Quran. 
أن سورة الإسراء التي تحدث الله فيها في هذه الآية إن هذا القرآن يهدي للتي هي أقوم قال فيها في آية أخرى وننزل من القرآن ما هو شفاء هذه الآية جاءت في سورة الإسراء And you know to make you more impressive about the Surah Al-Isra and about the Quran as we mentioned you know the theme is in this ayah there is another ayah in Surah Al-Isra itself Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that we send down from the Quran which brings healing and mercy and this ayah basically in Surah Al-Isra as well so to make sure that we are on the same page right now we are looking about two things the guidance of the Quran which is the treatment in tough time with the, stress, uh, with the stress that we might get in this life and also the glad tidings that the Qur'an would bring it. الآن كيف يمكن أن يكون شكل هذا التثبيت أو شكل هذا العلاج الذي يريده الله سبحانه وتعالى آيتين الآية الأولى في قوله تعالى في سورة الفرقان وقال الذين كفروا لولا نزل عليه القرآن جملة واحدة كذلك لنثبت به فؤادك ورتلناه ترتيلا ماذا قال الله لنثبت به فؤادك فأنزله الله مفرقا منجما على جرعات على جرعات فأنت في كل حالة تتعرض لها بحاجة إلى جرعات من القرآن الكريم The first ayah that talking about the shape of that treatment that Allah سبحانه وتعالى meant it to be in the Quran where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned in Surah Al-Furqan about the disbelievers when they asked why the Quran didn't, you know, revealed at once and the Prophet and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala answered that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to strengthen the heart of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed it, you know, by doses, by doses, literally. It depends about the situation. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would bring ayah to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to treat that situation of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So when it comes to us, how could we deal with the stress? How could we deal with pandemic? How could we deal with anything that could harm us? By the Quran. Not at once. Take it as a dose. One dose at a time. الآية الثانية قوله سبحانه وتعالى وكل نقص عليك من أنباء الرسل ما نثبت به فؤادك قال إيش لنثبت به فؤادك في الآية الأولى هنا قال لنثبت بما نثبت به فؤادك وكل نقص عليك من أنباء الرسل ما نثبت به فؤادك وجاءك في هذه الحق وموعظة إلى آخره الله سبحانه وتعالى أراد في هذه الآية بعد أن قلنا أنها لابد أن تكون على جرعات أن تكون أولاً وليس حصراً من قصص الأنبياء والمرسلين الذين سبقوك يا محمد وأنت ذاتك قصة تروى في كيف نتعامل مع القرآن الكريم The second ayah it's so similar to the first one but it takes you know from you or your intention to something else where Allah سبحانه وتعالى says as we mention in this Quran many stories about the prophets and messengers before you, O Muhammad. Why? To strengthen your heart. So right now we agree. The Quran is supposed to be taken as doses. And also the first thing that you should take care of when it comes for these doses is to read the stories of the prophets and messengers before the Prophet to get benefit from them. How could we face the struggles in our life? For an example, Ibrahim when he was thrown into the fire, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala after he sacrificed for nothing but for the sake of Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told the fire, 
Kuni Bardan Wasalama. Be cold. And you know Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhuma mentioned that if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala just said be cold, Ibrahim alayhisam will be, you know, dead. That's it. It will harm him more than if it was so hot. You know why? Cold. He's gonna be frozen. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says after that directly, Wasalama with safety. It is not just like to be cold. And they used to say, the scholars of Tafsir, they used to say that all fires at that time went to be cold. Not just the fire that Ibrahim السلام, was, you know, thrown in it. So this is Ibrahim السلام. How about, how about, you know, Nuh السلام. People used to mock off of him while he's, you know, building the, uh, the boat that will carry him and the people who uh, believed in him. Subhanallah. Isa السلام. Musa السلام. Musa السلام, it is very clear situation. You know, when his uh, people, Inna we are overtaken, O Musa. And he said, no, no, Allah is with me. Allah will guide me. So from these stories, you will know exactly that from the Quran, from the doses of the Quran, and from the stories of the prophets and messengers before the Prophet ﷺ, you will get the lesson. You will get your treatment, you know, perfectly. And Muhammad ﷺ himself, our Prophet, our beloved Prophet, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned in the Quran, the story between him and Abu Bakr al-Siddiq radiallahu and I do want to mention the hadith because the hadith has some weaknesses. I don't know if Sheikh Qari uh, is still right here to ask him about that. You know, they used to say the hadith of uh, Allah has some weaknesses anyway. So the ayah is more clear. Don't be sad, Allah is with us. This is another dose that we have to take to face the struggles and the Stress, stress time that we are living and after we mention these two ayahs I don't want to take that time you know uh, talking about the treatment let's talk right now about the glad tithing and I have left almost 10 minutes I'm gonna leave you with five ayahs from the Quran where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brings the glad tithing clearly obviously in the Quran and I'm gonna be using only this term of and you know, in the Quran, there is a lot of وَيُبَشِّرْ وَبَشِّرِ الْمُحْسِنِينَ وَبَشِّرِ الْمُخْبِتِينَ You know, etc. But we'll use only that term where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned in the Quran five times with five ayahs. Let us start with the first ayah that was mentioned وَبَشِّرِ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ In Surah Al-Baqarah, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says نِسَاءُكُمْ حَرْثٌ لَكُمْ فَأْتُوا حَرْثَكُمْ أَنَّا شِئْتُمْ وَقَدِّمُوا لِأَنفُسِكُمْ وَاتَّقُوا Okay, why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ended وَبَشِّرِ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ How could you maintain the treatment without having any support from your wife? Could you? You need support. And the best support could be given in the struggle or with the stress time from your spouse, from your wife. That's why the glad tithing would be deserved at that moment when you have a wife that helps you and to be on your side supporting you when it comes to the tough time, uncertain time. The second ayah where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, At-ta'ibun, al-abidun, al-hamidun, al-sa'ihun, al-raki'un, al-sajidun, al-amirun bil-ma'roof, wal-nahuna anil-munkar, wal-hafidun li-hududillah, wa-bashir al-mu'mineen. 
بالله عليكم من يقوم بهذه الأفعال لا يستحق البشارة by Allah if anyone maintains all these things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned in this ayah does not deserve the glad tidings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for sure 100% 100% the one who keep repentance the one who keep worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the one who keep praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the one who keep fasting and I don't know why they translate as-sa'ihun the travelers it means as-sa'ihun as-sa'imun not al-musafirun maybe it could be anyway as-sa'ihun al-raki'un as-sajidun al-amiruna bil-ma'roof wal-nahuna an-il-munkar wal-hafiduna li-hududillah those who stop and their limits at this life wa-bashir al-mu'mineen bring glad tiding to the believers they deserve it they deserve it when it comes to hard time find a way to establish one of these things tawbah hamd dhikr lillah subhanahu wa ta'ala siyam ruku' sujood whatever that you can that would bring bring the glad tidings to your heart and you are taking that from the treatment from the doses of the quran that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala offers you the third ayah which is we used a lot with the beginning of covid 19 right وأوحينا إلى موسى وأخيه أن تبوأ لقومكما بمصر بيوتا وجعلوا بيوتكم قبلة. One of the students of the Quran in our mosque asked me, okay, Sheikh, so right now you are gonna be, you know, uh, like uh, uh, what's called facing my house right now instead of the Kaaba, which is like take your home as Qibla. It does not mean that literally. It means Qibla with good deeds, Qibla with knowledge, Qibla with you know. Offering the jama'ah, offering the salah in your, in your house. And if you do that, you deserve the glad tidings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that was mentioned to Musa alayhi salam and his brother as well. And look, we started talking about the first ayah that mentioned was about the relationship between the husband and the wife. And right here, it is about the whole family. You cannot deserve the glad tidings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala except if yourself, your spouse and your family and everyone in your community, you know, doing his job to get that from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There's no selfishness in our deen. Don't be selfish. Always, as long as you are looking for happiness, good things to someone else, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will offer it first to you. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bless all other people that you are trying to let them enjoy with it as well. The third ayah, the fourth ayah, I'm sorry. The fourth ayah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned. And you know, the all ayah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned with the term, وَبَشِّرِ mu'minin, وَبَشِّرِ mu'minin came at the end, except one ayah. Because it was an order to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. وَبَشِّرِ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ بِأَنَّ لَهُمْ مِّنَ اللَّهِ فَضْلًا عَظِيمًا And why? Because it's different. It comes from the Prophet ﷺ to you. It comes from the Prophet ﷺ to you. And after Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned about the position of the Prophet ﷺ, the one who gives the glad tidings, warner, inviter to Allah, caller to Allah, light, like the sun and the moon, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brings two descriptions together. So the Prophet ﷺ better than the sun, better than the moon together. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told or ordered the Prophet ﷺ, وَبَشِّرِ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ بِأَنَّ لَهُمْ مِنَ اللَّهِ فَضْلًا عَظِيمًا And the next ayah, وَلَا تُطِعِ الْكَافِرِينَ وَالْمُنَافِقِينَ You deserve the glad tidings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when you be aware of the disbelievers and the hypocrites and not following their path as well. 
The last ayah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned in the end of Surah As-Saf. يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا هَلْ أَدُلُّكُمْ عَلَى تِجَارَةٍ تُنْجِيكُمْ مِنْ عَذَابٍ أَلِيمٍ تُؤْمِنُونَ بِاللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ وَتُجَاهِدُونَ فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ etc. until Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says وَأُخْرَى تُحِبُّونَهَا نَصْرٌ مِنَ اللَّهِ وَفَتْحٌ قَرِيبٍ and something else that you love a lot victory from Allah وَفَتْحٌ عَظِيمٌ and great conquered وَبَشِّرِ الْمُؤْمِينَ and bring glad tidings to the believers okay how could we maintain that how could we get the victory of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if you are worried about the victory of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be given to this ummah start with your own victory do you pray Fajr and time do you pray Fajr in the masjid do you maintain your salawat during the day with your family, with your wife, with your kids? Would you wake your kids in the Fajr time exactly the same way that you wake them up for the school? Are you worried if they missed the salah or if they missed a meal? If you are the same, you know, feeling the same position that you are serving when it comes to the things related to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to your religion, and the same things that related to their life. If you are the same, I'm sorry, you don't deserve it. You should be really tough when it comes to Allah's wise, to Allah's, you know, uh, religion. Try to maintain it with yourself, within your family, and don't just like say, oh, may Allah guide them. How could Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide them while you are, you know, do not care about that. You are in charge of that. Protect yourself and your family from the hellfire. And the scholars, and this is one of the best understanding, they used to say that your family related to yourself. It is not about your wives. But yourselves means you and your kids. Your kids from yourself. Your kids related directly to you. وَأَنفُسَكُمْ أَنفُسَكُمْ which means أَنْتَ وَأَوْلَادَكُ وَأَهْلِكُمْ أَزْوَاجِكُمْ وَأَهْلِكُمْ أَزْوَاجِكُمْ So you should be worried about their you know, relationship with Allah, with their relationship with the Quran, with their relationship with the Masjid. Bring them to get knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Bring them to sit and to listen to the hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Wallahi it is barakah. It is barakah in their time, in their health, in their wealth, in their future. But if they are away of that, they don't deserve that glad tidings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah offering. So, Ya ala Shall I not tell you about business, trading with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And always the trading with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala always is great. Always is, you know, with great profit. You cannot even count it. So, tu'minuna billah, to believe in Allah. تؤمنون بالله ورسوله وتجاهدون في سبيل الله بأموالكم putting an effort by yourself, by your soul and by your money and it is not only about fighting for the sake of Allah when you come and volunteer for the sake of Allah for the sake of the masjid right here or another masjid this is basically you are putting an effort for the masjid this is how you put your effort for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when you come and listen to the Mashaykh for three days, this is kind of your, you know, jihad. Right now you are doing jihad within yourself. You are nafs. You are practicing patience within yourself. So it is not only about fighting. When you wake up on time to make sure that you are on time for Salat al-Fajr, this is kind of mujahada as well. 
بِأَمْوَالِكُمْ وَأَنفُسِكُمْ And your money, it is not only when you give a charity. When you spend money and your wife and your kids, this is kind of mujahada as well. I don't know why people sometimes limit putting the effort for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in you know, some circumstances. It is bigger. لَا تُضَيِّقُوا وَاسِعًا As they used to say. So when you do that, you will get the victory of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Your own victory and you are individual and you are part of the ummah. And if you are good and if you are practicing that and trying to get your own victory, you know, and the, like uh, individual wise, the ummah and the end. If everyone of ummah trying to implement that in his life, imagine if this is our situation. Everyone is doing his best, then we deserve the victory of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَبَشِّرِ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ Which is bring the glad tidings to those believers because they deserve then the victory of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is basically what I uh, tried right now to cover by this, you know, 20 minutes about how could we take the Quran as a treatment, as a glad tidings as well to face the struggles, to face the stress that we might live in. And to be honest, the Quran meant to be like this. The Quran meant to be like this. And from the name of the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants the Quran to be read. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the Quran to be read at the first place, then to be understood, then to be applied in this life. It is not enough just to read the Quran and to memorize the Quran. You need to fulfill your job with making the Quran as guidance in your life. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says at the beginning of the Quran, huda. Huda, guidance. For who? For the people of righteousness. للمتقين. Oh Allah, they are already muttaqeen. No. Even if they are muttaqeen, still they need more guidance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So take the Quran, read it, understand it, and apply it in your life. And then you will be treated by who? By Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then you deserve the glad tiding. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned in the Quran. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bring the Quran to be closer to our heart and to be applied in our life and the life of our kids as well. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to live this life according to the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa So we meet him in the day of judgment and we get inshallah water from his hands. Allahumma ameen. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be in his companionship and the day of judgment, ourselves and our kids and our wives and our parents. Allahumma ameen. Barakallahu feekum wa jazakumullahu khayra. Aqulu qawli hadha wa astaghfirullah li wa lakum. Faya fawza al-mustaghfirin. Astaghfirullah. Walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Wa barakallahu feekum wa jazakumullahu khayra.